You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. Hey there, this is Mike Lord. This is Tom Roche. And we are here for yet another one of our monthly installments going through the new Peter Gabriel track. And today's track is called Four Kinds of Horses. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but yes, four <laughs> four kinds of horses. There you have it. So, Tom, I was just <laughs> my first question to you is can you actually name four kinds of horses? I was going to think I was well, you have the uh, Clydesdale. That was the first one that popped into my head also. You have uh, black ones. <laughs> okay. You have the brown ones. Yes. And the thoroughbreds. And the thoroughbreds. There you go. That's four yes. right there. There's four right there. <laughs> and there's miniature horses. There's ponies. Would you count Dante as a horse? Probably not. No, I think that's a hybrid of... Yeah, same thing. So zebra, you wouldn't really count that as no. a horse. Horse-like, but... Yes. Yeah, so, well, enough of this silliness. So, so we are talking today about four kinds of horses. The now fourth track, fifth, fifth. I'm losing track of these things. The fifth track from this album. So, let's hear a little bit of it before we jump into this. But you do it all 
So, Tom, your initial impressions of this. Well, I was, you know, so glad we finally got that rockin' <laughs> pop, you know, dance track that, you know, we've been waiting for for, you know, since January. We keep asking for this. I've not stopped dancing since, you know, <laughs> I, I've been trotting around the room like a crazy <laughs> person. Like a crazy horse. Yep. It's weird. It is certainly not a dance number. But it does it does have a groove that you can kill for. Like this this one really kind of gets into my head in a way. Not that the other ones didn't, but maybe this more so than any of them kind of quickly lodged itself into my brain. It hasn't yet. It's it's taken a few listens and I've I've listened to it a few times. Uh, but it just it's I think because I'm still waiting, you know, I was really hoping that the fifth track would would give us something different. And, <laughs> and and uh, this is not different than uh, it's not wildly different than a couple of the tracks right. that we've already heard before, and which is fine. I said there's probably at least five or six additional songs on the album that could probably satisfy this need I have to just get down and boogie, <laughs> <laughs> Jerusalem boogie, exactly. perhaps. But it, it it's, and it's fine. Like I I I, I always hesitate talking negatively negatively about songs that have like strong meanings yeah, yeah. i remember when we did peter gabriel three and i was like oh i really don't need to hear biko again <laughs> and i just felt horrible saying that because it's like you're you're disrespecting the meaning of the song and the subject but then you know the, the good thing about this the, the one thing that i did like about this was the full moon video that peter released mainly because they show the concert prepping yes they show him on stage they show the lighting design the set design the them working by the controls trying to get everything coordinated and that really excited me that that excited me more than the song did so i'm like we're we're really in the home stretch here yeah speaking of horses <laughs> <laughs> we're coming around the corner yeah yeah it's bikers it, in the front. I, you know, it, it works on so many levels. Some of these <laughs> quotes, the, uh, but yeah, you're right. Because the seeing the stage set, I was like, Ooh, it looks, Hey, it looks really cool. And I thought it was interesting too. I think Tony Levin put out kind of his photo diary of some yes. of the tour things. And there's, there's a couple new different musicians on this tour also some somebody who's there's an additional keyboardist there's i think somebody a woman playing uh violin, violin or viola yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe even a, a some i think the keyboardist might play trumpet also or something i can't i didn't get all the details down and so i just thought oh that's good there'll be kind of a another expanded sonic palette on this tour and both for new and old material, I think that's really something positive to look forward to. I was imagining them playing this song, which I believe they will be because Peter made mention in the video that some of the artists that worked with them on the, the single artwork for each, well, the artwork for each single, they were actually going to be featured in some of the visuals. Uh, And this one, he talked about Cornelia Parker, who did, uh, the four kinds of horses artwork, how that she was actually there or, you know, maybe not physically, but she was in some part of the design stage working on this with 
I guess Robert Lepage, is that his name? I think he said Robert Lepage. Like he, oh. he very Frenchified it. <laughs> Excu- so. Excusez-moi, Robert Lepage. <laughs> I had said Robert Lepage in my head for <laughs> decades, probably. So hearing him actually say it, I was like, oh, I've been thinking it wrong all these all this time. So it, it struck me that like, okay, if he's enmeshed in the presentation, is that is this going to be a very cerebral performance, like a very cerebral concert, like like Genesis in the early days, they wanted people to sit and listen to the music. Is that what this is kind of going to be going back to? And that's, I think, another reason why I was looking forward to something rockier, just like, I want this to be a fun show. And obviously, it's going to be not a lecture, but like a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of deep, meaningful. And I think the visuals are really going to be bring some meaning to a lot of these songs in ways that we can't imagine right now. But I, I also want to have fun and, and see him let loose and smile and and have some fun because, you know, he has a good sense of humor and I'd like to see that come through in the show. And and I I do like the song. I don't love it the way I love playing for time or right. even uh, I.O. But it's 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 good. I yeah. did have a groove that I liked. I like the pre-chorus, the come for the days or come for the nights or or something like that. I thought was really good and i like the instrumental bridge with that little plucking of the violins i thought that was very nice yeah i i liked a lot of the kind of little orchestral additions to this uh track this time and the chorus definitely sticks in my head for this one which on the video peter talks about that he thought the version he was working on with the with the other person that was kind of the genesis haha of this song he said that the chorus was kind of weak in that version. So we really kind of pumped it up for this, which I was like, yeah, this, this chorus is maybe the best chorus of the tracks that we've heard so far for me, at least. And I think that I like the little bits of there in the kind of the bed of the music at the beginning, the little bleeps and bloops. It almost sounds like maybe I thought that Brian Eno might be involved in this. Maybe he's turning little knobs that brings them out of tune a little <laughs> bit. And it's because there's just a little bit of dissonant weirdness that throws me off, which I kind of like, but it feels strange. I was going to bring up, you know, the Brian Eno contribution to this. It's, it's kind of nice to bring him back. And in the email that he didn't mention Brian Eno at all in the full moon video, but in the email that he sends out, he did, he said, uh, Brian Eno was playing synths and it sounded like electric worms to him. <laughs> and he goes, as soon as I heard one, I thought they would make a great three-dimensional wallpaper of sound and I asked Brian to create 11 more. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's definitely got his hands all in this track, which, yeah. which is good. And as you said, I think it, it, it gives a good atmosphere yeah. to the song. And it's, it occurred to me while listening to this song that Peter Gabriel is now a person who doesn't give a shit at all about commercial potential. That's one way to put it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's, it's like, there's no of the strats we've heard so far, maybe playing for time could be quote unquote, a single, but none of these songs are jumping out as like, Oh, this is the radio song. or This is something that like, and, and maybe he just realizes that as, as a or guy is in his early seventies, that's not the audience that he's playing to anymore, that he doesn't have to worry about that. I'm even beginning to wonder if an official record company is going to put out this album or not, or whether he's just going to put it all online on Bandcamp or something. Oh, that's and, interesting. I, 
I would assume it was just going to follow suit with, you know, his previous releases and come out on a label. With... I would have thought so too, but but we're five tracks in, and there's been no announcement of a release date or anything like that. Which, if it was a more traditional record company release, I would think we would have gotten something at this point. Yeah, and I know I think it was on the the full moon video where it showed. Or maybe it was in the email that came out where it showed a screenshot of like screenshot of like Peter Gabriel's Bandcamp page. And I'm like, if Peter Gabriel has a Bandcamp page, which I should have actually Googled it to look at it, I was like, that's fascinating to me because that's a way he can get his music out without worrying about record companies if he chooses to. That's interesting because I did note that in the Fumu video, he goes, he made something, some comment about well, if you want to take a deep dive into this, you can. And at that point is when he showed some other website. And I was like, then I'm looking for that website. I was like, are they <laughs> explaining this more on this other website? But yeah. maybe that was the Bandcamp video or the vi- well, Bandcamp if, screenshot you saw. It al- And it almost felt like that when he said that in the video, I think it jumped to an ad for me on YouTube. Right. And then I was like... Oh, maybe it's like after the ad is because he did go deeper into the song in the second half of the video of that video. And I was like, maybe this is what he meant. Kind of. You didn't see that in the deep dive. So listeners, if we're missing something here, (laughs) please clue us in. We should be your trustworthy reporters on this. But but we are not at this point. Right. If if there's a deep dive that we're missing, please. Right. Please let us. uh... Actually, he was referring to tabletop Genesis episodes about the tracks, so he's just... Uh, well, that's a shallow walk. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a deep dive. That's just dipping that's your right. toes. I do have to give credit. There's, uh, I think, the genesisnews.com uh, website based in Germany. They did, and I haven't read it yet, So, but they've posted that they did a deep dive into this track and kind of analyzing some of the musical pieces of it and on twitter it seemed like the response to that article was really positive and so kudos to the uh genesisnews.com people for putting something like that out which i need to read i i sometimes avoid those things before we talk about something because i don't want it to kind of corrupt isn't the right word but i don't want it to necessarily influence my thoughts about something before you and i talk about it but I did think that was it was great that there's, you know, our resources, there's web based resources, there's Peter's video, you know, there's a lot of different places you can get some information about the, these tracks. So, so yeah, I will say, uh, Michael, Michael Shishoa, hi, Michael, he uh, messaged me about this saying that he thought, uh, he said, well, four times, four, four kinds of horses, not the sledgehammer or big time we hoped for, but, <laughs> but I think this might be my favorite of the new songs so far. Uh, I mean, that's great. I mean, everyone's going to have their their favorite. I just, it just hasn't clicked with me the way, like, even IO had clicked or playing for time. Like, yeah. I. These songs are all definitely of a family. Yes. And they all, and, and I think hearing the five tracks so far is what really made me go, oh, he's not worried about selling a million albums at this point. Because we know that he can write punchy up songs and there may be some coming down the pike, but I'm beginning to think maybe there's not going to be. And maybe it'll be more like his last, you know, more like up where 
they're really outside of the Barry Williams show. And even that wasn't necessarily an up song, but it's, <laughs> but you don't get that, that feel to it, but you do get these choruses that stick in your head, like with growing up or with sky blue, some of these other tracks that they're more musical pieces than singles, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and looking back at the Barry Williams show, I found that to be one of the weaker tracks on the album. And, and the fact that that was the quote unquote, single or the release from it maybe you don't have to release one that you think is going to be like your next big hit like just release what you want to release as you said he doesn't care anymore just put out (laughs) the quality material that he wants to and don't take influence from the man who's saying this is your (laughs) single you must produce it like this so that the kids like it right it's going to be interesting seeing how these tracks sit with the uh, with the rest of his catalog on a tour, because, th- again, these are very much of a piece of a sonic palette. And I would not mind, you know, seeing some of the older songs not rearranged into this style. But if he's really kind of bringing out some different musicians on this tour to kind of, again, broaden out the palette, play things in a different way so that they're still familiar, but that they're presented fresh. And I think that keeps it interesting for him also. You know, even on the Sting and Peter Gabriel tour, when there was that kind of long violin intro to the little snippet of Dancing with the Moonlit Night that was, you know, 99% of the time sung by Sting, it was really interesting to hear the music that way. And so if he were to reinterpret, whether it's his own material or, again, I think every tour, I think, is this going to be the one where he brings out another old Genesis song? I still think that, but I I realize (laughs) that the answer is most likely no. You've tailored your expectations. Exactly. So if it happens, it would be fantastic. If it doesn't happen, I will not be surprised at all. We can hope. We can hope, but I, I don't think... I used to think... I think back on... You're trying to say it did happen on the Sting and Peter Gabriel tour, even though that was a a weird hybrid of things. I remember thinking, I don't know if it was the So tour or if it was like his tour maybe in 2003, going back 20 years now, that I thought, oh, I think it's really likely he might pull something out on this tour. And, you know, when that doesn't happen, you kind of go, okay, I don't think it's going to going to happen anymore so but we're genesis fans we live in you know maybe delusional hope of certain things happening just getting finishing up a little bit more with four kinds of horses i know the subject matter was explained by peter kind of like a look at the the marriage of religion and violence and how they can sometimes mesh together and result in terrorism and other kinds of you know not what they started out to be and how it was also based on a movie a documentary, I think, or a movie that he'd seen about two different people who were recruited, mm. I think, into terrorist outfits. So I, I think that I did like some of the, the lyrics that he wrote on that. Uh, in the second verse, your mind is made up so certain what is right, but when they ordered everything, will they see you were born so bright? Oh, mother illusion with your jacket of flames. Uh, that kind of just maybe seemed like this guy, they've convinced him You know, they get a hold of your mind and they teach you that, you know, you're going to do good things if you commit this terrorist act. And, you know, Jacket of Flames to to me is, you know, this person has trapped himself with dynamite and is causing a terrorist attack. So I thought I like 
I don't want to say I liked it. <laughs> I love that line. That was a fun one. But that's kind of the 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 imagery that he was putting together in that verse I did enjoy. Yeah. I, I found, I think the lyrics are really strong on almost all of these tracks that we've heard so far. I think that his his lyric writing game is on point so far. And I, I listened to these tracks at this stage less for a feel of the actual words, but more of of the feel and the rhythm and kind of the the vocal tonality the the melody of it and as it goes on as i get used to these words and can sing along to the songs over time that's when i'll have some little moments of oh that's what that line could mean that's what this could mean and so at this stage i'm glad i have you around to really dive <laughs> into the lyrics because i don't it's not what i'm thinking about with the music at this stage of things and that's where I think it's interesting going through this track by track at this stage, because we all, you know, you and I and every listener out there, we all come at new music in our own unique way. And again, it's not right or wrong. There's no kind of one set way of doing it, but we all kind of internalize this music in our own ways and with our own processes. And I'm realizing talking about this, that, you know, lyrically, I don't usually have much to say about these tracks because, you know, I haven't really thought about it at this stage. I think that I'm hesitant because I just, I'm hoping for a song that surprises me with where it's going. And I don't think, I think when this started, as soon as the first chorus, the first verse came on, I kind of knew where it was going to go. I kind of knew where it was going to swell. I knew where it was going to get quiet yeah. and nothing about that. Uh, it checked off all the boxes that I knew where it was going. So I kind of wanted a destination. The journey I want to be more exciting and more full of surprises and stuff that I didn't see coming. Whereas I said, I, I do think it's a fine song, but I just, just I want to be kind of bowled over a little bit more with something that he, a direction that I've not seen him go in before, even if it's just for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been surprising on the margins is the way I think about it. Like with the little bit of kind of out of tune, little, little snippets, uh, kind of twiddling knobs at the beginning where I'm like, Oh, I haven't heard that on these tracks before. That I like you know? that. Yeah. Is, like little things like that. Like, yeah. like as you said on the margins, it's like little bits here and there that you pick up that are a little bit different, but I just want like, like a Holy shit. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to go that direction with this song or anything yeah. like that. That's just what I'm, eagerly awaiting i'll be I'll put a positive spin on it or it's like i'd be interested to hear peter gabriel do a song that is just him and a and, a, and an acoustic guitar strumming away yeah, love you know it. made him made him like a folk rock type of thing <laughs> just because i don't think there's really a song like that that he's done and you know something different that we haven't heard him do before this all feels in my ways, it's good refinements of the Up album, but it is still refinements on that style of production and, and style of writing. And again, I liked that album, but it's it does feel, it can feel a bit samey over the five tracks that we've heard so far, except for Playing for Time, which was more acoustic piano-based with different arrangements to it. Uh, and the artwork for this is that I wasn't sure. Is that 
Star Killer base, or is that uh, <laughs> was that the Death Star from the first? I or? think it's pieces of the Death Star breaking <laughs> up. Um, or again, maybe I thought it looked a little like a nipple at first. Uh, so, that's where my fifth yeah. grade mentality <laughs> exactly. went. And it's Peter Gabriel who wouldn't be past doing something like that either. No. So, but then I realized I I realized before the video when he said it was a broken glass, I was like, oh, that's a broken glass. Now I see it. Okay, the broken glass. I know. I yes. know he talked about it, but it run, reminded me a little bit of the up cover where those little mm. droplets are in focus, and yes. he's his face is out of focus on the right. background, and he's in each of those little droplets too. Yeah. So I was. I even thought I didn't look yet, but I was like, "Is he in the little broken piece in the middle of this? <laughs> is he slipping himself into these little pieces of artwork?" He he's trapped in there like the. Uh, villains in superman 2 that's right yes the uh the what was that the mirror what was that mirror called do you remember the phantom zone wasn't that the phantom zone that they were possibly yeah now superman people (laughs) let us know if we got that right they're they're screaming at this come on phantom zone you know this anything else for you tom on this uh pretty you know Good track, but didn't didn't knock your socks off. I feels like I liked it a little more than you did. I think you did. Uh, maybe uh, with some additional listens, it'll grow on me a little bit long, a little bit more. Yeah. If I had to pick the order of the five so far, I'd probably have to go for favorites playing for time. Mm-hmm. I would say number two is IO. Okay. Three for me would be. I guess this song. Okay. Maybe Panopticom 4 and The Court 5. Okay. I'd probably go... I really liked Panopticom at the time. I have not revisited these songs much in the... Again, life's been weird for the past you know couple <laughs> months. But I haven't revisited these songs much other than listening to them for the track because I do kind of want them to still be fresh. So my memory at this point, thinking about this, is that I would actually, you know, primacy. I think I'm going to put this as number two, and I, but I am going to put Panopticom as number one. I'm going to put Playing for Time as number three. Um, Io is number four, and The Chord is number five. Although I think, again, you know, let me listen to these tracks <laughs> all in yeah. a row, and that that ranking can change, you know, pretty easily at this point. I'd love to say that we'll get the whole album in the next couple months, yeah. maybe by midsummer. Yeah. Oh, I think we're definitely going to have an album in some form in the summertime. I think that'd be I'd be shocked if we don't. And you know, even if it's just like, hey, here's the last song that I'm putting out online, enjoy them, people. And if that's what it is. I still am hoping for some sort of physical release from this because I would like to, you know, have both, you know, the bright side, dark side mixes and everything, maybe even a surround mix. Because again, I listen to a track like this today, uh, Four Kinds of Horses, I think this would be a tremendous surround mix. Just with all the all the keyboard blips and bloops going on. And the the tour uh, we're recording this uh the tour starts in about less than two weeks yeah today's the 8th of may for those of you who are want to nail this down to a time we won't tell you what year 
if you figure that out yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so two weeks. So again, we won't talk about set lists on this sh- on this show because Tom wants to be unspoiled wants to be unspoiled. Yes, going into September, we'll Virgin Years. Yes, so and and you are going to the Philadelphia and New York shows at this point, correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. So as of right now, I'm going to New York and trying to, to figure out Philadelphia. I think it'll work out, but I just need to figure some stuff out. So we'll go from there. All right. Anything Excellent. else? Yes. Uh, did you, you did some homework, I guess, from the last show. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so Tom had mentioned with Ghost and their version of Jesus, He Knows Me, that the video was pretty hardcore. And so I don't know how many of you listeners out there went and watched the video. I did. And I was watching and I was like, ah, this is, you know, you know. It's certainly explicit in its own way, but it wasn't crazy. And then in the last 10 to (laughs) 20 seconds, I'm like, oh, this is what Tom was talking about. (laughs) And so, you know, for any of you listening with kids, just I'll leave it at that for now. But if you listen after the track that we put at the end here, there may be some little bonus audio for you where Tom and I talk about this a little bit more explicitly in the after dark segment of the show. We'll leave yes. it at that. So stay tuned for that. Yes. So, well, this has been Mike Lord and Tom Roche, and we will talk to you next time on Tabletop Genesis. i
Thank you for listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at genesistabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast or send us questions we can address on future episodes. I do want to bring up maybe, and I might state it on at the end as a little bonus thing, but I'll talk about it right now. So I watched the ghost video. Oh yeah, uh, Jesus, he knows me yeah. now. Is that is that urine or cum <laughs> at the end of the video? I I wasn't sure at first. Like it went by, and I wasn't really paying attention. Like I was half paying, t- and all of a sudden, I, when it got to the end of that scene, I was like, "Wait, what's going on here?" Right. I, I'm assuming it's 
semen. That's initially I thought, oh, they're peeing on him. And then I was like, oh, no, they're not. No. And uh, I was like, when you said it was kind of kind of hardcore, I was like, there you have it. That, that's, that's it. That's what works. Tony out. Banks wouldn't do that. Well, you never know. We'll have to figure out what song he could do that for. So, uh, yes. <laughs> On, that note, On that note, let's get into Four Kinds of Horses. So, 